We are deeply loved by God. We just are. God is the God of love, and we were created by love, in love, for love, to be loved. The thing is, we probably don't feel deeply loved all the time, or even some of the time, or ever. And I get it. That's why I started writing loved notes. That's L-O-V-E-D. Get it? Because we're deeply loved. Loved notes are weekly messages that come to your inbox. They're short and sweet and have exactly one purpose, to remind you of how deeply loved by God you are, and to acknowledge that it's okay if you're not feeling deeply loved, and to offer ways to help you experience and own and revel in that deep love. I've been writing loved notes for exactly a year now, and the response has been pretty tremendous. So much so that I decided to launch this podcast. Hopefully it'll give us more time to talk about God's deep love, and to explore how to own it, especially when we're not feeling it, how to live into it, and how to share it with others. I'm Kristen Vincent. I'm an author, a retreat leader, and a spiritual director. I'm also the author of Loved Notes and host of this podcast. You'll hear my voice a lot, but you'll also hear other voices, the voices of people who have something to teach us. Through each of these conversations, we'll piece together a patchwork quilt of what it means to be deeply loved by God. But for today, it's just me. Well, really, it's me and my dog, Gracie. It's carpet cleaning day at our house, so I thought it would be a lot better to have our dog here in my studio rather than walking on wet carpet all day. So if you hear her in the back, that's who that is. Between you and me and Gracie, we'll spend some time exploring the question, how do we know we're deeply loved by God? So welcome to this episode of Love Notes. I really hope you enjoy it and receive its message because you are deeply loved by God. Hey y'all, it's Kristen. Welcome to Love Notes. And thanks for joining me for our first season back in Advent. It was really great having you. It was a really great chance to launch the podcast. It was also really fun to have Max, my husband, joining me. And... It was nice to get to have a chance to explore the ways in which the shepherds in the nativity story um, can help us understand a little bit more how it is that we are deeply loved, what that means for us, and how we can really experience God's deep love for us. Now it is January and we are in the season of Epiphany. So I hope you guys had a really merry Christmas and a lovely start to the new year. Welcome 2020. Many of you know about the liturgical calendar. So the liturgical calendar is the calendar of the church. It's the calendar that the church follows. It's a little bit different from our regular calendar that we in the world follow um, in that it doesn't start with January 1 and end on December 31st. It begins with the first Sunday of Advent and ends with the Sunday leading um, right up to Advent, um, which is always Christ the King Sunday. The liturgical calendar is just a way for 
us to be able to tell the stories of God and creation and of Jesus and his ministry. And it offers a way for us to sort of celebrate the key moments in Jesus's life and in our faith throughout the year. And so this past Sunday just happened to be the Sunday where we honor Jesus's baptism. And I have always really loved that Sunday. But in the last year, that Sunday has come to have a little more meaning for me because it was in this last year that I was working on my newest book, which is called We Are Beloved, A Lenten Journey with Protestant Prayer Beads. This is book number five for me. It is a Bible study that is, um, well, of course, it's a Lenten Bible study. And so it takes us through the six weeks of Lent from Ash Wednesday up until Easter. And it is designed to help us explore how it is that we know that we are beloved and what that means for our lives. So for those of you who have already been listening to the podcast, and you know, especially if you get my weekly love notes in your inbox, you of course know that this book on being beloved fits right in with who I am and what I'm about which is helping people understand just how deeply loved by God they are. I started writing this book last year, and I was inspired to do it by something that Richard Rohr wrote. And many of you know Richard Rohr. He is a really well-known theologian and Christian um, writer and contemplative. Um, He is still living. He lives in New Mexico and continually just offers really profound things that have enlightened and affected my faith and my journey. And he said something last year that just really struck me and invited me to dive deeper into this story of Jesus's baptism and what it means for us in terms of how we know that we are loved by God. And so I thought that um, for today, I might read from that again, given that we just this past Sunday celebrated the baptism of Jesus. And particularly as we are still kind of just getting started with this podcast with the, the Love Notes podcast, you know, obviously, we are talking about being deeply loved by God. And that is a wonderful thing. And it sounds amazing. And we all really, really want to be deeply loved by God. And many of us experience that. And many of us don't. And many of us question that and are not really sure about that. And that is okay. I get that because I spent much of my life questioning that and doubting that and resisting that message that I was deeply loved by God. It took me a very, very long time to process that and to finally own it for myself. And that's why I understand when people don't feel deeply loved by God. And that's why I understand when people resist it or reject that message. And again, that's kind of what I'm hoping this podcast will be about, is helping us sort of figure out what it is and why it is 
that we sometimes reject that message or always reject that message and how we can push through that, move past that, let those things go until we arrive at a point where we can just really own the message that we are deeply loved by God. And that's about, you know, emotional baggage and life circumstances and, you know, our childhoods and trauma and cultural messages and any other things that get in the way of us and are believing that message. So we will talk about that in future episodes. But I thought before we even get into what keeps us from getting that message, I thought we should start with how do we even know that we are deeply loved by God? How do we know that in the first place? And so again, I want to just start with uh, a chapter in my new book, We Are We Are Beloved, um, that deals with Jesus's baptism. And hopefully this story will be a way of helping us understand how it is that we know that we are deeply loved by God. So I am reading from what is technically the second chapter. It's the chapter that we will be reading for the first Sunday in Lent as we go through this study once Lent gets here. The chapter title is Beloved Wonder, and it starts with this passage from Mark chapter 1, verses 9 to 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This story marks the first time we meet Jesus all grown up. Matthew and Luke describe his birth in great detail. Luke briefly recounts the time when Jesus is 12 and, like any preteen boy, ditches his parents, who search frantically until they find him learning in the temple. Now, suddenly, we have fast-forwarded to Jesus in adulthood. Jesus approaches John and asks him to be baptized. So John baptizes Jesus in the Jordan River. As Jesus comes up out of the water, Heaven split open, the Holy Spirit descends looking like a dove, and a voice from heaven addresses Jesus saying, You are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. I cannot imagine what it would have been like to witness this scene. Clearly it would have been awesome in the truest sense of the word. Would it also have been a little terrifying? Would I have even understood what was happening? I wonder what it must have been like for Jesus. God claims Jesus is God's son and calls him beloved. 
How does this make Jesus feel? I would guess that Jesus experiences a mix of joy, surprise, bewilderment, and confusion. I suspect this because Jesus is fully human, and that would be a very human response to hearing such a divine proclamation. Clearly, Jesus needs time to process this news, because the scripture reading tells us that as soon as Jesus hears that he is the Beloved, the Spirit forced Jesus out into the wilderness. Isn't that interesting? Jesus experiences this tremendous, awesome event, and immediately he is sent out to the desert. For 40 days, he struggles. He is hungry and lonely and tired. He comes across wild animals and is tempted by Satan. The fact that this wilderness experience immediately follows the voice from God tells me that Jesus needs time for stillness, to figure out what it means to be God's beloved. He needs time to question it, fight it, and try it on for size. He needs to spend time in wonder before he can own it. After 40 days in the wilderness, Jesus finally reaches a place where he can own his identity as God's beloved. How do we know? Because the very next verses tell us that Jesus goes into Galilee announcing God's good news. Change your hearts and lives and trust this good news, he says. For me, Jesus' process really is good news. As I shared earlier, I spent a lot of my life not believing I was God's beloved. When I finally heard, and I mean really understood, that God loves me, I needed time to process that message. Decades of pain, disbelief, anger, and baggage did not disappear in an instant. It took time to sit with the news of my belovedness. I had to share my questions and doubts with God. I had to offer all the reasons I thought I was unloved and unlovable and listen for God's response. Gradually, I began trying to live as someone who is beloved. Sometimes that went well. Other days, not so much. Little by little, I felt more beloved each day, until one day I just knew, believed, and embodied that I am deeply loved by God. What is the good news that Jesus declares once he owns his belovedness? Here's how we know that we are deeply loved by God. Because Jesus goes out into the world to tell us that we too are God's beloved. God is willing to split open the heavens to declare that we are God's beloved children. God wants us to know we bring God much happiness. God calls us to live as people who are beloved. From Jesus, we learn that once we come to own God's deep love for us, we cannot help but want to share that news with others. We feel compelled to help others recognize and own God's deep love for themselves. This feeling of belovedness doesn't come easily for us. We are surrounded by media, cultural norms, and even religious folks who tell us that we are not enough or are too much of something. We are told that we must earn love by being good or pretty or smart, or that we are sinful and unworthy of so much. It is good news to know that no matter who we are or what we have done, No matter what anyone thinks or says, 
We are beloved by God because God is love. Say it with me. God is love. God is love. God created us in God's image, which means we reflect divine love. God created us for love, and God created us to be love. We are beloved. As Henry Nouwen writes, being the beloved expresses the core truth of our existence. Love is who we are, it is our truth, and nothing can erase that truth. We're going to need time to wonder, to ponder, and to own this core truth of our existence. It won't come quickly or all at once, but that's okay. Jesus needed time to figure it out, too. Throughout this time, the angels took care of him, and they'll take care of us, too, until we finally revel in our belovedness. At that point, we won't be able to help it. We'll want to share the good news. So there you have it. That was a little uh, preview of my newest book. I hope you enjoyed it. But more importantly, I hope it was helpful in understanding one of the endless ways in which we know that God loves us deeply. Here we have this incredible story about Jesus. Jesus, who is both human and divine. And he is having this really human moment in that he is being baptized in the water by his cousin John the Baptist. But suddenly, this really otherworldly, incredibly mysterious and crazy experience happens in that the heavens open up and a dove descends and he is hearing the voice of God, and God is saying, You are my beloved son, and I am so delighted in you. And then, as scripture tells us, the Holy Spirit immediately drives Jesus out into the wilderness, and there Jesus is tempted, and he struggles, and he's really hungry, and I'm sure it's really hot, and you know, there's bugs and sand everywhere. But on top of that, you know, I think that he's really taking some time to sort of wrestle with this idea, with this message that he's just heard from this voice of God. And he's probably having to decide what that means for him. Like I said in the reading, that gives me so much hope. Because if Jesus had to spend time figuring out what it means to be deeply loved by God, and wrestling with that and questioning it, and trying it on for size and not, you know, not being really sure if that fit him or was made for him. And then eventually over time, deciding to trust that more and live into it more. If he had to do that, then that gives me so much hope. Because there 
are many times in my life where I just don't feel deeply loved by God. Even though I'm writing love notes and I'm writing books about being beloved, and I totally believe it and I totally, to my core, get it, there are still days when I just am not feeling it. And I fully remember what it was like when I really, really did not believe that. And I just know how many thousands and millions of people in the world don't know that they are deeply loved by God, don't believe it, openly reject it. And I totally get it. I think there are very valid reasons that they have for why that message doesn't fit with them, why it doesn't sit well with them. That's why we have to start with ourselves first. If we can take the time to sit with that message and try it on and question it and reject it and then receive it back and maybe reject it again and then receive it back again and just continue to wrestle with it until it begins to feel right and it begins to resonate If we can do that, and if we can get to the point that we really own it, then we can go to the next person who's struggling and help them through that process. But the reason that we are able to do that is because Jesus did it for us first. Jesus received that message and then sat with it and struggled with it for 40 days in the wilderness until he was ready to come out and launch his ministry by declaring the good news that we too are deeply loved by God. That's how we know. That is one of the millions upon millions upon infinite ways that we know we are deeply loved by God. Receive your love note for today. How do we know we are deeply loved by God? Because God tells us. Because God is willing to break open the heavens and send down a dove and declare in a loud, booming voice in front of everybody that we are God's beloved And that we mean so much to God that we bring great delight to God. That's how we know. So listen. Listen for the ways in which God is speaking to you in your life. Whether God is breaking open the heavens in some big, mysterious, glorious way, or whether God is whispering to you quietly, through the sound of the rain. No matter how it comes, hear the message. You are deeply loved by God. And bonus, you bring God a whole lot of delight. Amen.
Thanks for joining me in this episode of Love Notes. If you want to receive my weekly love notes in your inbox, go to lovednotes.com and click on the link to sign up. That's L-O-V-E-D-N-O-T-E-S dot com. And if you're interested in my newest book, We Are Beloved, you can get it from Upper Room Books or my Etsy shop or anywhere else books are sold. I hope you enjoyed the musical interludes, which were written and performed by my son, Matthew. I think he's pretty great. This is a brand new podcast, so it would really help me if you'd be willing to go to iTunes and write a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for other people to find us. And we'd like as many people as possible to know about God's deep love. While you're there, hit subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Lastly, I'd love to hear from you. What questions do you have? What would you like for me to include in these episodes? What are the ways in which you experience God's deep love in your life? You can find me at kristenevincent.com or at kristenevincent on Instagram. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-E-V-I-N-C-E-N-T. You are God's beloved. That's your true story. And it's a story the whole world needs to hear. Grace and peace. Peace.